to uh you know i just need to get a glow up you know i've been feeling a little kind of run down well i gotta tell you something i'm on my way to the new boulet brothers hair salon uh i think they have an appointment right after me you should go oh okay yeah thank you so much yeah i was wondering where i should go because my last lady died so uh you know don't think don't look into it but she just uh yeah so i i've been looking for a new place to go Okay, well, I'm going to run over there right now, uh, but well, yeah, just cruise on by. I'll tell, I'll tell them you're coming, but uh, i got to run. I'm already running a little late. We know how they are with people being late. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. All right, I'll see you there. Okay. I hate that fucking guy. Um, hi, I think my friend Joe told me that I was going to be coming in. I made an appointment to get... Ah, uh, yes, uh, but he told me it was uh, some beautiful woman. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> that's very sweet, I guess, of him. Um, okay, well, yeah, I just... Uh, uh, okay, I well, sit, get... sit in the chair. Sit in the chair. And what can I get for you? Uh, well, they... they a nice shave? It. I could see you need a good shave. I could shave No? no? I don't need to shave. I just want to be made, looked into a monster, you know? I heard that they said they make you into a beautiful monster. So that's kind of my, my goal, is to be made into a monster. So. Could you hold on for the one a minute, please? Yes. yes. Okay, hold on. Just for a minute. Just stay right there. Hey, uh, Dracomorda, could you come in here for a second? What is it? Um, this person here, uh, they say that they want to be made into a beautiful monster. Okay, and? That's what we do here! Well, uh, the, the sort of the problem is, uh, I think she's already a monster. You want to get keep a hold of this job? I, uh, hey, look, I could find, I thought I'd leave, uh, the other hair salon in the, the pe- hair salon slash a pizza place and come here. And because uh, you said you want, you were looking for a six-foot Italian. Listen, I don't like middle-class cops coming through the front door. You know what? Just you know what? Just take take a little off the top and cut off her head. Okay. Well, if you asked for it. Oh, uh, hello there. I heard everything you just said. You what are you talking about? You literally took one foot away from me. And were pointing at me very vigorously. So I knew you were talking about me. Let me tell you this. The our slogan is, if you don't look bad, we don't look good. And let me tell you, you are making us look really good, mama. Oh, well, hey, wait a second. You know what? I'm out of here, and I am leaving a very mean Yelp review. Oh, no, 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 please. Don't do that. Do anything about that. Just sit down on the chair. I give you a nice a cut off of the top, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I'm leaving. I'm getting no, in no, my no, car. No, 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 sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Here we go. I shiver the face, I cut the puss, I lick the clit. All right, you know what? No. I'm shaving the face. Get away from my crotch. I'm out of here. No, please, don't. I should have stayed at the Boulet Brothers Hair Salon. Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula recap show for Season 4, Episode 6, titled Hairy Monsters. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one bewhiskered co-host... From the Bloody Pod... Oh, no. From Bloody Podcast. Please say hello, uglies, to the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore herself, Miss Mari Rockenkamp. Hello, Lori. Hello. How are you? Yeah, you were coming... Shut up! (laughs) 
You are coming to us from beautiful, sunny Southern California, even though I you am. always lived in beautiful, sunny Southern California. Yes. Um, <laughs> by the my way, new apartment. Your new apartment. By the way, um, I got a uh, text message from uh, our Afterthought co-host, family member, and um, All Star Six co-host. Adam Salandra, he goes, where do you live exactly? Because it looks like my husband and I next year are moving to Orange County. And What? Yeah. And he, I, and then he, I go, oh, really? He said, we're talking about it. And then he goes, um, yeah, so now you, Lori, and I can all be together. I go, ooh, awkward. <laughs> Actually, I had heard that Adam might move, so that's why I got the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Well, that wouldn't that be funny if you actually end up meeting the husband? Remember, oh, Adam has been very adamant that you probably will never meet his husband. Yeah, I don't get that. It's so bizarre. Even though I've only really met Star like once or twice, I've never really met Star. Yeah, I've never spent but, time socially with Star. Well, I think that um, once we get like we have, uh, let me see if I can move. Oh. Oh. We have a bunch of boxes over here. Mm-hmm. Which will uh, never get unpacked, by the way. I know you. Well, Star's been pretty adamant that they get unpacked. Oh, so wow. um, if it wasn't for her, we pro- I probably wouldn't have unpacked a single box. But yeah, you'd be like, well, I'm going to move one day anyway. I might as well be packed. You know? That's what, well, because Star, Star the other day was like, I think I would love to get a two-bedroom in the same apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, then we should just keep things in boxes. Because if we got to remove, then I don't want to have to pack it all up And who is the other bedroom going to be for? Uh, Like an office. Oh, okay. So. For this week's cold open, the Boulets play a commercial for their new salon. For the main challenge, the monsters have to design a hairy monster look. Hoso Teratoma wins the challenge, and Sigourney Beaver and J. Jolie are up for extermination. In the end, J. Jolie is murdered by Drek Morda, leaving five monsters in the competition. Lori and K. Roggenkamp, why don't you go ahead and name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not? So, I will say... That overall, I like this episode. Mm-hmm. I would say the two the two m- m- things that I can pinpoint that I really liked. I liked the judging. I thought the judges. Uh, I love seeing Landon Sider, mm-hmm. and the other uh, judge was great. And the looks overall, I thought were pretty fun. Yeah, I thought I thought with the hairy thing, I thought it was going to be more like dirty. Mm-hmm. And like, dis- not d- necessarily, but I honestly, I was afraid that there was going to be like eating hair yeah. kind of thing, which is like something that makes me nauseous. Wait, wait, wait. And then- eating hair makes you nauseous? Yeah. P- watching people eat hair. Ugh. Oh. Sorry. Star, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> By the way, I'll be at the Haha ha Cafe on Lancashire this yeah. weekend. I'll be doing that joke, actually. I was trying. I was workshopping it right there. That was your project for yeah. Weight Watchers. The, yeah, the project was, that was my project for Weight Watchers, was to do that starry joke. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Right. And that, that was why it was so, they were like, oh, this guy apparently doesn't know what comedy is. Yeah. Um, And then the the other thing I really liked, well, yeah, I guess I said the two things. The, the thing I didn't like was I just felt like, even though overall I liked this episode, Mm -hmm. I just felt like this was the first episode where I didn't feel like there were any stakes whatsoever. Yes. Like we knew, we knew immediately Jay Jolie's going home. Yeah. We knew all, and, and then also like even with the judging, the way that they do the judging, we'll get into it, but it's just like, it was like, oh, there are stakes. No, wait, they're not. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. So the two things I liked about the episode. First, La Zavaleta sitting in the cauldron, dressed as a cat, while Jane Jolie is talking about how her cat is dead now, was everything. That was great. That was great. And she even acknowledged it, which yeah. I thought was great. Which she's like, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah that was that was awesome. Yeah. It would Se- be like if that episode where uh, Mary Cherry and um, Sigourney Beaver talk about losing their grandmas mm-hmm. and their mom, that like <laughs> Dolly was I. dressed, yeah, Dolly was dressed as a mother or something. Yeah. And it has a sign that said, uh, Ma- uh, Sigourney's grandma 
Yeah, I'm so dead Gordon's, mom. Yeah, I'm so Gordy's dead mom. Um, next, Hoso being called out for being high maintenance was both a surprise, but yet, oh my god, that's amazing. Even though I think I wish I, they would have done more. Yeah. I kind of didn't like that because I felt like we don't really know the context of it. And it mm-hmm. felt weird that, and also it was like, so you mean to tell me that Hoso's high maintenance, but that no one else on the show is high maintenance? Well, the other thing is, here's, you know, the, the, the tricky thing with Dragula is buying into the reality versus the show. You know, like, for instance, the Boulet brothers as portrayed in the cold opens and whatnot, those characters would have killed Jade's cat. You know, like they wouldn't be yeah. like, we feel sorry for you. The other thing too is in the show, they're like, attention competitors, attention competitors. The floor show's about to begin. And they're like, ah, they're not ready. And I'm like, well, yeah, you <laughs> cut them off while they're in makeup. They're going to need help to get finished their looks, which I don't think is really the reality. But oh, yeah. But when you buy the reality, it's like, if you buy into it, it's like, well, yeah, bitch, you didn't let her finish her makeup. Someone has to help her finish her costume or get into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I get the sense, too, that Hosa was not only just doing that, but also a little demanding about it. That could be it. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. I I, I did get the sense. Well, we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, we'll but get I into did it. Get, I did, I did start, I'm starting to turn, I still think Host was very creative and great, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to turn a little bit and think that she's kind of a, a drama queen. Yeah. So. And then the thing I didn't like was, I think, and I think you hit on this, is we are seeing now the page turn uh, of where it was uh, a reality show to now where, which is weird because the, the, the way they're designing these episodes, it looks like the episodes from here on out are just going to be extended floor shows and that's gonna be the whole episode because let's just say right now let's just talk about this now let's say let's say next week in theory i don't think it's gonna be the case but let's say this next week zavaleta goes home i think it's just gonna be like you're sickening bitch no you're sickening no you're sickening and it's gonna be the whole boudoir but even zavaleta's playing the nice girl so like yeah, because the other four queens are in the workroom, very nice and not shit stirs. I, I don't know. Hoso, I feel like has been kind of coming out as a shit stir, in my opinion. Oh, really? I feel like Hoso is like a low key shit stir, but yeah. everyone else has been so loud that it's been hard for her to kind of. It's been hard to see what she is. Yeah. So. All right, let's go to the cold open. We see an ad for the Boulay Brothers, I'm sorry, the Boulay Beauty Bazaar and Monster Makeover Salon, where you can be introduced to a whole new uh, look of drag, filth, horror, and glamour. Lauren, did you have any thoughts on this cold open? They're really, I didn't think there was much to it. I have one thought, but. Um, you know, I just thought it was, it was like short and cute. I, I kind of feel like. It, it was a weird place to have it, though. Like, I, I was really definitely feeling like this would have been a great first or second episode opener. Mm-hmm. But having it, like, in the middle, almost, like, to where I feel like we should be ramping up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but that, I mean, overall, it was short and cute. I liked the looks. I thought the uh, looks were kind of kooky and crazy and... You know, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I don't know. I. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but I did write in my notes that it seems like a video you would see in the queue of some sort of Disney Star Wars ride. Like if you were in Star Tours, this would yeah. be the video that plays on the screens as you're waiting in line. Was like, oh, you can go to Endor and have a fancy haircut at the at the Moon of Endor Salon, you know, and it would be literally apart from the naked men. Or nearly naked men, it would be this exact video. Yeah, which I mean, if you look at it, it we could we could see all of this is like a all these videos is like almost like rides that yeah. you know videos of like different rides. If there was like a Dragula theme park or something, yeah, which would be so. a great theme park. After Betty's yeah. elimination, the monsters reflect on the chaos in last week's cauldron. La Zavaleta and Hoso walk back into the boudoir and the competition. La Zavaleta and Jade apologize to each other for their part in last week's drama. Meanwhile, Sigourney shares her struggles as an AFAB queen in the drag world. 
Laura, your thoughts on everything that happened in the boudoir before we go to the main stage announcement. So the two things I noticed was I felt like I noticed that Hoso didn't even like attempt to apologize. Like wasn't even. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Just kept her mouth shut the entire time. And she was probably one of the bigger shitsters from last, Mm -hmm. last episode. Yeah. And she was just like, I don't have anything to hold. She just was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And the second thing was, I I kind of was a little annoyed with Sigourney Beaver in the beginning because I felt like her apology was just sort of like a backhanded way to get sympathy for herself or her acceptance of an apology. She was like, I accept your apology because I'm used to being shit on by men who don't uh, don't think that I deserve to be here. And then I felt like she kind of came out of it a little bit and had like more of a positive note, but it was almost like, I don't know. I felt like it was a little more like, woe is me sort of thing. I think I've noticed this the past few episodes, but I think it's very funny or peculiar. I'll be honest with you. I think it's very peculiar that in the grand scheme of things, I'm a much bigger supporter or cheerleader of Sigourney Beaver and particularly being a cisgendered woman in this competition where you've been more critical of her. And I'm very curious as to why. Uh, well, I just, I think that you support is shouldn't just be given to somebody just because they're one woman in a competition. It's like how they were saying, like the judges were saying that they need to be, sticklers to their rules you know even though jay jolie is going through something and saints going through something it's like if you don't mean the means of the competition meet the the uh requirements of the competition then you're not you should be kicked out and i feel like sometimes i feel like sigourney beaver uses the fact that she's a woman to justify not being up to par in the competition or being judged in the competition. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. well, you either have to accept that or get out of the competition. Like, if that's how it's going to be, then, you know, talking about it is sort of not necessarily going to help you. Yeah, but I do feel this week being the exception and maybe last week, but I do feel a lot of her looks have, I don't know, I have to go back to my notes, but I feel like she has deserved her place so far in the competition. Yes, I agree. I thought she did great last. I mean, okay. we both agreed last yeah. episode that she deserved. I I do agree with the judges that I feel like she she has deservedly moved, you know, gone on for the most part. I felt like her first look I wasn't too jazzed about, but for the for every other look I felt like she has deserved to move forward. Um, even this look was great. It just, I felt like I agree with the judges that I felt like it should have been a little, I don't necessarily know if dirty was the word, but like more hairy. Mm-hmm. I felt like her, it wasn't as hairy as it could have been. Well, here's what I'll say is I guess maybe part of it is I feel no, no matter where she falls in the competition, I feel that the, not all of them, like I feel Dali has been very supportive and whatnot, but like, a lot of the men have just gone after her. And it seems to me, I don't know if this is true, but it seems to me that they go after her just because she is a woman. Oh, no, I agree. I think that, I and we've talked about this. I think that the men have said, I think it's funny because I think the men have, have done this thing where they, they go like, it's and they did this to uh, Bitter Betty. They're like, you deserve to be, you should be in this competition because you are you're representing a group of people and it's like no Sigourney should be in this competition because she's a badass and she's been doing really well Mm -hmm. I'm just saying in this instance when she accepts when you accept some accept somebody's apology I just think it's a little passive aggressive to accept somebody's apology and be like I accept your apology because I've dealt with this my entire time being Mm -hmm. in drag and it's like, well, you're not accepting the apology then. But I think that's rich because remember when you and I had that big fight about um, In the Heights? I called you privately and I apologized. And in the you, Heights? In the Heights. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. Yes, yes. And and I called you privately and I apologized. And you said to me, I remember this, like it was yesterday. Yeah, I accept it took your you apology. until yesterday to call me and apologize. I know that's why I remember it because it was yeah. it was it was literally yesterday. Yeah, I said that. 
you said to me, well, I accept your apology because mm-hmm. I'm used to being, uh, have a uh, horrible, horrible, fat, fat gay, gay, Mexican, Mexican man, man say horrible, horrible things to me. To me. And I'm always and like, always uh, look like, in the mirror. Me. Look in the mirror. You already I'm have liver mirror. spots you and you already even have 50. liver spots. You know, and you're not even fifty. Yeah, you, I said that. I said those words verbatim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, who, who are you to judge me? Right. So I'm used to this. I'm used to you, d- Joe. When I do it, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay. What I'm trying to say is, when I do it, it's justified. When she does it, it's not justified. And I think it's because it's she's a woman. Hypocritical. Yeah. I think it's because she's a woman. <laughs> because she's a woman. Yeah. yeah. Um. A couple of things that I noticed. <laughs> I love, and I believe it was Saint because we didn't see who said it, but somebody very subtly said when they walked in, "We did it, Joe," which is a reference to remember, come, we did it, Joe, we did it. You're gonna be the next president of the United States. And Kamala Harris <laughs> said that when you went. That was yes. great. Um, you know, they talk about. I think Zav is talking about the previous extermination challenge, and once again, we are seeing that we we see the excerpts. They're much more exciting than what they showed us. And I'm like, why didn't they show us this? Why are they saving the best parts for the flashback in the next episode? I think it's like they're trying to do like a behind the scenes kind of thing. But in my my opinion, it's like, well, just edit them all together. I don't yeah. think we need a behind the scenes. No. If you just edit them all together. Yeah. Um. Okay. When Hoso comes in, I don't know if you get this, Lori. When Hoso comes in and she comes in and she does a half bow and she goes, bonjour, ladies. Fantastic drag race reference to fellow afterthought Dita Ritz's entrance on season four of RuPaul's Drag Race. That's what she came in. Ooh. She came in, she did an exact half bow, and she went, Bonjour, ladies. And I was like, that is a great reference. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. I felt like Hoso kind of like this entire episode was just sort of like went back to her calm, like just quiet self. But I just felt like she still was like, even when she, she was talking about her outfit, mm-hmm. she was like, I still should have won. Yeah. Like, it's just like, bitch, that wasn't. And also, I forgot who brought it up, but somebody brought up a good point, which I think was Lazavaleta was like, maybe it was glamour, but I didn't see a ghost in there. And I was Lori, like, yeah, that was me. I was on the oh. show. Didn't you oh. see me in the cauldron? <laughs> you know what? Oh, that's right. I, I thought was... you were the cauldron. <laughs> I was. Oh, and I, OK. Yeah. And I was like, Lori, Lori, hello. <laughs> You didn't I was wondering why. Yes. I thought. I thought. Why is that pot yes. waving at yes. me? Yes. And I was. Well, here's what's worse. <laughs> they didn't even. They thought I was a cauldron. That, that that's why they've been calling it the cauldron. They think it. I'm a cauldron. Oh, I was is just that why they tried there. to light your butt on fire? Yeah, yes. Yes. Oh, they just okay. like. Well, there's clearly a big fat round black shirt or something. Or, you know that must be a cauldron. <laughs> And I was like, ah, don't like me. And I was like, hi, Lori. Look, I'm a cauldron. I'm a cauldron. I got to be honest. It's the same reason why I can't go to Disneyland anymore. Because every single time I go near the Indiana Jones ride, they're like, the boulder got loose. (laughs) (laughs) We got to roll the boulder back in. And I'm like, guys, it's a beige pantsuit. All right. It's very slimming. Well, you know, they wouldn't let me on Splash Mountain. They said, um, you realize it's Splash and not Tidal Wave Mountain, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, we can't, we can't handle the amount of force that's yeah. going to be generated. Well, remember when you and I went together oh, and kids yeah. and they were had running to shut up the to us? Down? Well, they were running up. They thought we were Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yes. And we were like, no, we're not. And they're like, oh. it was. Ah, that's what Tweedledee and Tweedledum would well, say. I don't know why we were wearing the propeller beanies. That was the thing I think they gave it away. Because I thought we could fly. I thought that's how we would get around Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was very strange. Um, okay, let's talk about those apologies. Let's talk about uh, Zava's apology to Jade, Jade's apology to Zava. Your thoughts there? Did it seem to you that it seemed forced? Like, it seemed like the producers sat them down and was like, this is not how we want to be portrayed. You need to apologize. Um, I just, it felt weird to me. It felt a little forced. Or could it be a brilliant move by Zava's part where it's like, you know, there's that old adage in politics, you know, uh, everyone knows this is not like a big political secret, but that when you're running for the president is that you, you know, 
go extreme in the primaries and then go centrist in the in the um whatever not the finale but you know what I mean in the whatever oh in the yeah the main right the main one yeah yeah and um. <laughs> We're both political. Yeah, figures. I'm a political scientist, by the way. And uh, it's the same Super thing here. Well, maybe Zava's figured out you go ham in the top, and then you do a, a, a narrative turn if you make it halfway. Oh, I could see or that. Or after halfway. Because- I, I do kind of, I did kind of love that. Like at the very end, she was like, "We're not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna stick." Well, also she did that thing that publicists do where it's like, if James Charles says like, I think that Jews should all fall off a mountain. And they're like, James Charles! And then she apologizes, she's wearing glasses. Like, they always come up wearing glasses that makes them look more serious, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, and then she, like, I'm sorry if I upset you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry if I upset you. So, yeah, yeah, but the apologies seem genuine. But then they, I was like, okay, well, now the show's boring. But then at the end, Zava goes like, like, this isn't gonna last. And I'm like, well, if you look at the five people left, you're the one that would not make this left last off. But now that we, especially yeah. now we know that Jade's leaving. You know. Well, I will say again, Hoso didn't even like attempt to apologize. There was no, absolutely no that. recognition of anything that she did. Yeah, wrong. No, so I didn't even think about that. Yeah. All right, Lori, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to cover the rest of the show. the main stage the contestants learn about this week's main challenge hairy monsters the contestants will design and create their very own hairy monster look and show it off on the floor show in the boudoir back in the boudoir the monsters are given boxes of wigs and play dress up saint feels the pressure of representing her community and takes a smoke break with dali the monsters work on their looks and la zavaleta reveals she used to be a preschool teacher so Lori, what were your thoughts here and everything that happened I don't, I felt like, uh, I kind of feel bad for Saint because I felt like the, the resurrection to me was such a different atmosphere than the, than the show is. Mm -hmm. And I felt like she did kill the resurrection. She did a very good job on the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she's just having such a hard time translating that to the show. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do feel bad for her. And I, and I think it is kind of, it is a lot of pressure. I mean, you have, uh, Saint and, and Sigourney, I feel like those are two, uh, contestants, you know, Hoso too, as also, but they're representing not only drag, but they're representing like a, uh, a, a significant part of drag, you yeah. know, Saints representing the African American community with drag mm-hmm. and, uh, Hoso, the Asian community. Mm-hmm. And, um, with Sigourney, she's representing the female community. So it's like, um, I just think that, you know, there's a, there's like this extra pressure there mm-hmm. that I don't think I would ever be able to like fathom. So yeah, I just felt, I felt bad for her, but at the same time, I felt like she wasn't really hearing what Dolly was saying. Mm-hmm. Like Dolly was like, look, they love your looks, but your performance is what needs to be amped up. And she just was sort of like, well, my performance is just who I am. And mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, well then you're not going to win. <laughs> like, I don't, I, if I was Dolly, I'd be like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm telling you what the judges are saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, for me, what I took away from this was one, I, I'm trying to understand what was happening in the beginning. I think that they were just trying to figure out something to do because why didn't Dolly want to wear a wig or try on a wig and play? Dolly wears wigs. War, I don't know what it episode. is. She, she just doesn't. I guess she doesn't like it unless she puts it on. I have no idea. Well, I just think this is sort of what passes for any kind of entertaining television now that all the drama is gone. Any any thoughts on uh, Saints drama and the smoke? I know you just talked about it, but any other thoughts on the smoke break or anything? I couldn't. I couldn't figure out what she was. Saint working on something when she was in the smoke break. No, I couldn't see. Okay, Lord, they're never it was like on anything. too dark. Yeah. So yeah, that was my only thing. Was it was just very dark. I couldn't really see what was happening. Lori, this is not two thousand and six. Okay, <sighs> I'm not. 
Anyway, I was going to say, Dali, everyone always talks about how hot Dali is. And I'm going to tell you, from a physical perspective, I don't see it, right? However, he has a very, very, very attractive personality. Very attractive. I'm very attracted to him based on his personality. I think that's very sexy. I think I think he is very cute. I don't, but I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not sure, but when he smiles, mm-hmm. he has a wonderful smile. Yeah. And so I'm not sure if it's maybe his personality is just really encapsulating everything. But there are times where I've looked at him and I thought, oh, that is a very cute man. That's a very pretty man. Interesting. Um, okay, there's a scene where they show Sigourney and she sketches. She's all, here's my sketch. And I thought about this. I was like, why does everyone know how to draw? Oh, did you think that was a good sketch? It's better than I could do. I thought it was, I, well, the reason why I was laughing was because I thought it was such a, I thought it was such a, uh, like a funny juxtaposition from Hoso who like uses like computer software and like animation to draw on a tablet. And then you get Sigourney Beaver drawing like a, a a stick figure basically. No. Okay. So here's what we're going to do, Lori. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to mark the spot. Okay. Okay. Is we, you got to grab a piece of paper. I'm going to grab a piece of paper and, and I'll cut the, 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 the time that we draw out of the show. Okay. okay. But let's each draw uh, a hairy outfit that we would wear on this show. Okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, Lori. Now, I have my drawing ready. I don't know if you have your drawing ready. I have my drawing ready. Okay. Um, I will go first. I drew myself um, with the hair. This is, this is going to be proof positive that I do not know how to draw. All right. Here you go. Ready? Yes. All right. Here we go. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> I love that you gave yourself man boobs. Oh, yeah. And duck feet. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of the costume. It's a duck feet. And then is your neck disassociated from your entire body? Is yeah. That how? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a thousand times better than what I drew. Oh, let me see. <laughs> well, it looks like a kind of a cousin it thing. Yeah, cousin yeah. it. And then I colored in the hands and the legs. Oh, okay. Well, I think it shows that we, neither one of us could have done uh, this, this drawing that we did for... Um... No. Yeah. But see, that's why I thought it was so funny was that I thought... I mean, look, I think Sigourney, yeah, obviously is clearly better than us. But just to me, what made me laugh was the juxtaposition, juxtaposition between, you know, Hoso's, like, professional creation and <laughs> Sigourney Weaver's just like... Here's the drawing. Here's the doodle I yeah. made. I think that's just in comparison to Hosa because I was impressed. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Um, all right. It's the day of the floor show and the monsters prep for the runway. The girls notice Jade is quieter than usual. And in the confessional, Jade tells us her cat passed away. Um, not much to say here. More was just like, well, why don't Jade is sitting right there? You can just ask her why she's sad. Yeah, I. <laughs> Well, to, can I be perfectly honest? The, the when we were in the workroom, everyone's like, "Jade's really Jade." Oh, Jade looks really upset. Jade mm-hmm. looks like she's not doing well. And I thought, "Who the hell is Jade?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's right, Jade's still." <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention something. I do love in the in the previous bit where Sava was like. I used to be a preschool teacher, and it made me really happy because I love kids. Anyway, here are the bones of my victims. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a weird <laughs> juxtaposition there. But it's very also, clever. she seems like she definitely has the the emotional dexterity to be a, a, a preschool teacher. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's go to the floor show. Uh, Lori... Uh, on the main stage, the queens show off their hairy monster looks. Any big thoughts on the floor show and the, any of the looks or anything? Um, you know, it's uh, with the editing and everything. It's always tough because I felt like it was so dark that I just feel like an old lady. That I was mm-hmm. like, it's too dark. I can't see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Saint was first. What about the other ones, Lori? <laughs> Stop it. I lo- I liked Saints. I really like Saints. Mm-hmm. I thought her her performance was still kind of eh. Um 
for up until they said the name of Dolly, I thought Dolly was La Zavaleta, to be honest with you. Um, okay. And then, but she was really great. I loved Hosos. I thought Hosos was really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the only one that I, I, I kind of was in line with the judges. The only one that I was like truly like eh, about was I felt like J. Jolie. I mean, at least it was like hairy, but it was just, it felt very like, Halloween costumey kind of thing. Like it didn't feel like you have these people who are doing like true art with their, um, you know, custom designs. And you have like Jade, who's just sort of like, it felt very pre like kind of immature in a way. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, yeah, she's definitely going home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody else was just sort of, I mean, it was like, it was nobody like knocked me on my feet, but I didn't hate the looks too. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, let's talk about the Boulet brothers. They looked amazing. That outfit oh. looked amazing. On the second viewing, I got what they could say, what they got. Wait, I got what they were saying and that they didn't walk at all. They couldn't walk. So they give the illusion through quick cuts that they walked, but they actually didn't move at all if you look at it a second time. Well, what I thought was funny was they had that, they mentioned in the judging where they're like, do you think we would be in the top? And I was like, I think that honestly, they would be in the bottom simply because the last couple of times they've worn big head pieces that have really forced them not to be able to move. Mm-hmm. So if they were truly in the competition, it would have been like, stop wearing these ridiculous head pieces yeah. that don't allow you to move. But just looking at them, yeah, they look stunning. So, um, you know, I was looking at Dolly's look and Swan in the, in the judges panel told Dolly that she hated the shoes, but I looked at them on a second viewing and uh, they looked fine for the character. They look like, shoes a troll would wear i I don't know what it is with the boulet brothers i get really offended by shoes yeah well i feel like it's mostly drac morta Mm uh swan thula doesn't really seem to have an issue with shoes well swan brought up swan was the one that brought up uh she brought up the oh maybe i didn't i didn't clock that sorry uh sigourney's look uh, i know you loved it i just thought it was a regular sigourney look and she just glued random pieces of hair everywhere i didn't love it i just didn't hate it i Mm -hmm. thought it was a okay look i just I, I mean, look, she looks stunning yeah. the way that she dresses herself. But mm-hmm. I, I just felt like, um, you know, there were definitely people who were worse mm-hmm. than her. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I didn't like the hair. I would have liked it to be more, like Landon was saying, it needed to be more organic. There yeah. felt like you were, like, you, you kind of hit it where it's like everything's just sort of stuck on. Mm-hmm. There's really no rhyme or reason why she has hair. Yeah. Um. I saw this on Reddit, and that was a really good observation, but they pointed out that on both episodes that Jade went home, it was for a hair-focused episode. So when she went home on season five, it was another one. It wasn't necessarily hair, I think. I think it was just more they had to put, like, um, some sort of, like, frill or something like that, but it was like, I can see what they mean, but, like, maybe it was hair. It could have been hair. I don't remember. Um, but, uh, maybe someone the Discord does, but Jane went home on an episode that involved hair on Drag Race and then went home on a hair-related episode on Dragula. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so hair seems to be not her thing. Um, Hoso's rude thing and the way they called her out, your thoughts on this? I know you kind of thought about, talked about it already, but I don't know if you have any more thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean... It, it must be a problem if they have to talk about it mm-hmm. so much. Um, and you do kind of see in the, in the cut twos that she's like, you know, people are like literally helping her into the costume. Yeah. But I, I feel like, I wonder if you were saying if it's more of just her demanding it rather than asking for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was an interesting, it's like we keep seeing a little bit more behind the scenes and I kind of like it. I like that they're willing to do that. You know, I think I jumped ahead a little bit. So let me read this part. On the main stage, no one is safe. You're either top or a bottom. Hoso Teratoma is named the winner of the challenge, and Sigourney and Jade are up for extermination. For the extermination, the monsters will be locked in the Roach Acropolis with an increasing amount, number actually, increasing number of cockroaches for as long as they can stand it. Now, Lori, uh, one of the things I wanted to know, I, I thought it was really funny when... Um, they're all like, oh my god, Jade, I'm so sorry your cat passed away. Uh, that is awful. And then um, Landon is like, yeah, it's so sad. I'm sorry about your cat. Anyway, I wish I could have seen more blood, like you ate a bunch of children. And I got that it was funny that they started criticizing her like she's not being gory enough. Yeah. After the cat passed well, away. Well, 
I also felt like it was kind of weird that she didn't take that moment to say something like, like they were like, how are you doing? She could have been like, I'm, you know, I'm struggling or yeah. whatever, but she was just like, I'm good. And it's just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, obviously, clearly you're not. So mm-hmm. be honest. Um, I thought that was weird. Uh, can we talk a little bit about the, the judging about how they said that everybody, you're either in the, you're either a winner or you're in the bottom mm-hmm. because would it, doesn't that normally make you, when you, when I hear that, right, mm-hmm. I think, okay, so you're going to have one winner and then everyone else is up for extermination. Doesn't well, the, that kind of make the, it seem like that's the case? No, Drag Race does something similar. I don't think they call them winners, but they're like, I could be wrong, but I think they said you're either the top or you're the bottom. But like, what, what does that mean to be in the bottom then? If that's the case, like, like they, they kind of made it seem like there were some stakes where it's like, you're either in the bottom. So you're up for elimination mm-hmm. or you are a winner. Right. Which is but funny then because they, it didn't play out that way, but go ahead. Yeah. Then they make every most, then they make most of the people safe. So there was really no point for them to say that. No, I think what they were saying is because, you know, in the beginning of the final judgment, they let like two or three people go backstage. Re- they don't give me a critiqued. And I think what they were saying is, you're all going to be critiqued. Well, I felt like they that's different than saying you're in the bottom. Mm -hmm. In the bottom, to me, makes me feel like, oh, you're up for elimination, which that's not the case. All right. Zava. I think she should have been in the bottom, too, except for Jade. I think think Jade was horrible, but I think Jade just wanted to go home. I think she was done. And they were like, we will give you your wish. Yeah. Well, I think that... Jade to me overall was not see that's the thing though now that I'm thinking about it is that the Belay brothers do something that I feel like is a little confusing because sometimes they'll go based off the that day competition and sometimes they'll go based off like an over arc like mm-hmm. how they're doing throughout the entire season mm-hmm. you know and yeah I think if we look at through the entire season Jade Jade should have gone home because she yeah. was clearly the the worst of all of them. So, you know, now in the competition. But if you're looking at just that competition, then yes, I think that um, I would say that La Zavaleta should have been in the bottom. I still think Sigourney Bieber should have been in the bottom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we're because then um, who was the queen that went home second that won the following because Astrid. I, Astrid, I felt like that that should have been that kind of over arc thing should have been used for her because she was did so well the first episode, but then the second episode they kick her they kill her off, mm-hmm. and she, it wasn't like she was terrible. She just wasn't good, but it was like they were just like, no, you're done. We didn't, this competition you didn't do very well. Yeah, it was sort of interesting. Uh, I wonder how that worked. Um, all right. In the cauldron, Sigourney complains that the Blaze said they could be glamorous, but put her up for termination. And Jade tells the monsters her cat died. Um, Lori, all your thoughts and everything that happened in the cauldron. I mean, she claims that they said you could be sexy, but I think they, they very clearly said they wanted like a, like a monster. Like when you think of monster, you don't think of a sexy monster, Mm -hmm. you know, they wanted a monster. Mm -hmm. And I think that, look, I think that she has shown that she can do glamor amazingly, but I mean, it it is true. It's like, they do need more from her. And so, yeah, I, I kind of was like, are you really that surprised? So, Well, you know what, Lloyd? I'm, uh, we're going to try something new here. Let's ask the fans here. Is it fair to put Sigourney in the bottom when the Boulets did say that you could be scary, campy, glamorous, etc. in this week's challenge? Go over to speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia and leave us a 90-second voicemail telling us whether you think Sigourney Beaver followed the challenge or not. We want to hear from you uh, right here during the seance. Um, during the extermination challenge, the monsters have cockroaches dumped on them by a Boulet brother's Henchman, later that night, J. Joe Lee is bound and gagged in the Boulet Brothers' salon to get a haircut from Drac Morda. Swanthula tells Drac to take the whole thing off, so Drac slits Jade's throat, killing her. Lorian K. Roggenkamp, do you have any final thoughts on the episode, including the extermination challenge and including the actual extermination itself? 
I would have quit at that extermination. There's no way oh, really? you can pay me to sit in a room full of cockroaches crawling over my body. There's yeah. no way. No way in hell. Um, the second thing is I felt like the extermination with J. Jolie, mm-hmm. I felt like um, I, I thought it was kind of crazy. Like, I, to me, it felt, it felt almost like us trying to do our, our intro skits where it's like they didn't really have like a, yeah. a way to go. So they were like, take off, so a little off the top. And then she like cuts a strand uh-huh. and then it's like a little more. And then she cuts another strand. And I would have loved it if they had just kept going until the, she was completely bald. Yeah. Um, but then she's like, no, take the whole thing off. So then they slit her throat, but you would think it would be like, wouldn't you just chop her head off? Like, yeah. It was such a weird. And then they just left her there. Yeah. It was so weird. It, I feel like the deaths are kind of getting a little, eh. They're getting I mean, lazy. Was, they're like, yeah, oh, they're it, like our bits. Yes. Yeah. Like, like us in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was okay. It was, it was not as bad. I felt like as last episode's death, but it was, it was still, I wish they would have at least like chopped her head off or something. But then, I also have to think like, well, maybe they didn't have the production to, to pull that off or something, yeah. you know, so. All right, Laurie. Well, before we call it a day, uh, I wanted to do a short little seance. Would you mind if I did yeah. that? Yeah. All right, here we go. Spirits and ghosts from worlds beyond. I don't know what it rhymes with the word beyond. What would rhyme with beyond? Okay. Uh... Lori fell down and slipped up, slipped on a banana peel and fell in a pond. I don't know. All right, here we go. Ready for this voicemail? Yes. All right, here we go. I told you that in private. Hey, Joe and Lori. Just checked out the most recent Ghost Glamour episode of Hello Uglies and absolutely loved it. Uh, it was fabulous. Uh, first time, long time here. And I do have to say, uh, giving you guys uh, unwarranted uh, and unnecessarily personal advice, Lori, you cannot have that cat put down. I live in Pennsylvania but I will entirely fly out and adopt the cat for you guys. Uh, something that might make the transition for you personally easier is there's actually a new cat food by Purina uh, called Live Clear, which is supposed to reduce the allergens in cat hair and the cat dander. So I would say check that out so you're not further taxing your immune system. Uh, in other news... Okay, let's, let's pause there on the... Um on the seance um your thoughts on everything that she just said uh well first off i don't want the cat to be put put down star is the one who's like if it can't live here then it's not going to survive so we're just going to put it down so that's sort of like she's basically saying that if you can't handle the cat then it has to die i'm like that's a terrible how would star feel about this person coming out here and picking up the cat I mean, she would she would need to do an extensive interview <laughs> before she put the before she it was like the, this woman yes. was killing the cat. She would need to know that the cat is would be in good hands. She would. I think Star. Look, I love her to death, but Star is a very unique, ran, weird person. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say Star does not want the cat to die. Star, you know, Star would be heartbroken. And I don't want the cat to die. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that that is a, a weird conversation we had. Um, I will say also this person has a very sexy voice. Oh, so. all right, let's move on. I feel like I feel like I'm getting it next. Joe, you can't leave LA. Who's going to be my uh, insight into the pulse of Hollywood and the gay scene? And what happens when you go to Seattle? What, you're going to drive down? The thought of driving down for any of like the finales or anything like that, you're just going to be like, ugh, you're not going to want to do it. So despite the fact that you might have found true love and, you know, you're looking to start the next chapter in your life, you can't do that. Because I don't approve. Just thought you'd like to know. Then she got cut off. I love this person. Who I don't know her name, but I. I don't she thinks I'm in touch person. with the the Hollywood and gay scene. I I also love that she thinks that you're not already like ugh with with driving to the 
the finales oh, yeah. now. I think uh, like, I love she thinks I'm already like I'm not ugh about moving to Seattle. Which, by the way, when Aiden hears that, I'm gonna get in so much fucking trouble. But whatever. <laughs> Seems that well, I, I just get in trouble. Yeah. Well, which, me, I which love, means I it love, must be true love. Go ahead. I I don't think we should. I don't, Joe. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I think Lori unplugged her microphone by accident. Because she's laughing and I don't hear sound. I mean, she's laughing hysterically right now. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm trying to be secretive, but I screwed up my microphone. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. I think we should let her know that we are no way connected to the LA gay community. <laughs> I know. I, I love that she thinks I'm in, in any way in touch with the LA gay community. <laughs> Yeah. I mean that's very flattering. Yeah. But I think didn't we get a cease and desist from the LA gay community? Yeah, the LA gay community got together and sent us a legal letter saying please stop they, mentioning like on legal yeah. letterhead. They would you know? rather have you know that guy that was killing uh black men by giving them meth? They would rather yes. ha- have him associated with them than us. Yeah, they said that in the letter. Yeah, they actually said that in the letter. Like we oh we still haven't disowned him. We, we yeah. And who's that senator that like voted for all that anti-gay stuff and then was found like partying on Fire Island or something? Every Republican senator isn't his name like Adam Roach or something oh, like know. that. Yeah. Okay, but he yeah. They oh want, no, they want I him. know who you're talking about. You're talking about um. Oh, now you said his name. I for, totally forgot it. Okay, go ahead. Yes, they they told us that they were like he. We want him. More than we want. He, Joe no, and you know Lori. what's funny? You're saying that we're being facetious, but they actually have welcomed him into their arms. Open arms. Open <laughs> arms. Yeah. They're like, hey, man, no worries. I yeah. mean, sure, you tried to ruin our lives. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. Aaron Shock. Thank you, Travi Cosmos. Aaron, Aaron Shock. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, Lori. His drag name is Adam Roach. Yeah. Let's call it a day there. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dragula Season 4. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself... Goodbye, Uglies! <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at hellouglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J O E B E T A N C E. Hello, Uglies is an afterthought media podcast.